Are you ready for another basketball episode? No? Well, you're in luck because that's not what we have on the dock today. Now, before you leave in utter disappointment, please hear me out. Today's episode is another one I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Today, we get to cover a sport that I think doesn't get a lot of attention, as I think it should. No, it's not water polo. Of course, I'm talking about rodeo. Today, we get introduced to the BHSU rodeo team and their dominance over the past few years. And I am also lucky to have a driving force for that success in the BHSU men's team in studio for a chat. Are you still interested? Good. Now I'll go ahead and shut up and break the glass for you. Ah, son of a bitch. This is the Son of a Sandhiller podcast, covering RMAC and D2 sports along with other activities across the Midwest. From the campus of Black Hill State University, here's your host, the son of a sandhiller, Clayson Davis. Welcome back. Episode 6 of the Son of a Sandhiller podcast. Again, I am your host, Clayson Davis. And taking a little bit of a detour from our basketball coverage, even though we just started it, we're still going to veer away for a quick sec for to cover a sport that I am extremely passionate about and one that doesn't get the coverage it deserves, especially in the, well, there's not really divisions when it comes to college rodeo, so not really D2, but just in general, the sport of rodeo not getting as much coverage as I think it should. And we actually have one of the best college rodeo teams, both men's and women's, in the entire nation right now, at least according to the standings. We have the number one teams in both men's and women's in the Great Great Plains region. And I am honored to have a staple of that team with us today. So with that, to introduce our guest, we have a good friend of mine and also a sophomore, I believe. Yes, sir. Sophomore on the BHSU Rodeo team, Mr. Luke Mavity. Luke, welcome to the studio. How you doing? Hey, man. It's uh, great having me here. Uh, yeah, just I love what you're doing, and it's awesome. Well, Luke comes to us from... I'm from Dickinson. Dickinson, North Dakota. Yep. So, pride of Dickinson with us here today. And just looking at the team, especially, well, not just the men's side, but just in general, we have a lot of North Dakota Cowboys here on the BH team. What do you think is so special about being up from North Dakota to come here to rodeo for BH? Yeah, I just uh, I lo- love the Black Hills down here. It's a nice, nice spot. Um, Everywhere we got, you know, pretty good uh, practice areas at the seven downs out there. And then, uh, I mean, Coach Lammers, he he was a big draw to come down here. I mean, that guy, he would do anything for you. And it's just, that's kind of what drew, drew me down here. And I know that's what drew a lot of other guys down here from North Dakota. Awesome. Well, again, looking at the standings, uh, first time we get to look at the rodeo standings. <laughs> this time, instead of looking at just RMAC Sports, of course, BH had a split weekend this past weekend. Of course, if you haven't listened to that episode, we'd uh, last episode we had Matthew Ragsdale from the BHSU basketball team on with us before their contest this weekend with MSU Denver and Colorado School of Mines. Of course, they split that series. The women's also split their games as well. So, again, looking at the standings, 
first looking at the team standings and of course at the top of both divisions men's and women's teams bhsu stands along top of both of them what do you think that makes bh so special this year compared to years past because we've always had good rodeo teams but it just seems like this year it looks it feels different it's just a lot more competitive yeah yeah i mean the girls side they they always have a pretty dominant team i mean they got probably 30 32 girls on the team and they're always just competing and going at it every year but i think uh this year they're really competitive in practice and i think that's what's what's making them you know come to the top in the end of the year standings and and really you know showing what they got is they're competitive in practice and i think that's the same thing with the men's side we got i think 12 guys on the men's team this year we don't have any rough stock riders, so that kind of, you know, hinders the team points. But, I mean, we show up in the roping events and the bulldog, and it's really, really, um, I don't know how to say it. We just, we just go and compete. Yeah, I mean, looking at those standings, especially if we look at the tie-down roping, there's a name that I happen to recognize at the very top right now, and that is you, Mr. Mavity, yes, currently sir. leading the tie-down roping. 507 total points. So what is about this year that's been so special, at least through the first half of the radio season? Yes, sir. Um, I would just like to, you know, give it all to my horse, really. he If you don't have a horse, you can't compete. And I think that's what, you know, the guys at the top usually have the best horses in the in their open events. And they they ride the best, they rope the best. And I mean, that's why they're at the top. And I think my horse is one of the best ones in the region and he really gives me a chance to win every time I go throw my rope. And I think that paired with a change of mentality from last year, last year, it was my first year competing in college rodeo. And I just, I wanted to go out and win so bad that I got ahead of myself at a couple rodeos and it kind of started a, getting me in a hole. And this year I just changed. I mean, I just go have fun now and it's, it's really fun. <laughs> One thing, I'm glad you mentioned it, kind of the mental aspect. A lot of people don't give as much credit to rodeo for being a mental toughness type sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's important in all sports, but it seems like in rodeo, especially me growing up watching it and dabbling in it myself a few times, but just that mental fortitude is always so important as a competitor because there's no really other teams to help back you up there's no other players it's you right so what is it about your mental game that's really helped what's i guess what's the change between your mental game for this year compared to last year like i said i just changed it to go having fun like i mean if you get too uptight you're gonna be your horse feels every movement you make on his back so if you're tight your shoulders are tight i mean you're either gonna be late out of the box or you know you're not going to ride your horse as good as you want so just changing your mental game to going and having fun and i mean we practice so much out at seven downs there that we have our rodeo runs there that we already make so it's just going and doing what you do in practice sweet again mr luke mavity here on the son of a sandhiller podcast covering the sport of vhsu rodeo for the first time this year so You are one of the few youngins when it comes to the men's team. Very senior heavy class. Because I know because they all came in with me and I've been good good friends with them. 
throughout my college years. But after this next spring, they're all moving on. At least I'm pretty sure most of them are. So what do you think is gonna the team's gonna look like next year? Right. Um like you said, we got like fifteen or sixteen seniors graduating out and I mean It'd be nice if a couple of them come back. I mean, with COVID years and everything, but I don't. I know a lot of them don't have them. They came in a year too late. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's going to be different. I mean, I know Coach Lammers is doing a lot of recruiting and getting a lot of people coming and visiting. And but I know I was when I was recruited, I was the only guy recruited in my class, and then we had another another kid join at the semester break, but. It's just going to be different. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the leadership is going to going to leave and a lot of other guys are going to have to step up and fill them roles. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Coach Lammers has coming up for the BHSU program. Um, going kind of going back to a question you answered earlier, but you said it's often a lot of times the horse that gets you there. And I mean, in all rodeo events, it's mainly the livestock and the or she get to use to help get you to where you are. What's his story behind the pony yeah. you ride? Yeah, yeah, he was a. Uh, so I was roping down with a guy, good, good pro rodeo calf roper down in Texas, and I was looking for a horse at the time, and I wasn't riding nothing. And he's like, "Oh, I got a deal for you." There was this nice. He was uh, I think twelve at the time, and uh, he'd been. Roped on at the NFR, which is like the Super Bowl mm-hmm. of Super Bowl of rodeos, and it was just it was cool to get a horse that had been there at the biggest stage and bring him back and be able to rope on him. And I mean, he gives me his all every time, same trip, and it, it was pretty cool, pretty cool purchase. Sweet. Uh, he used to ride on him, especially at the NFR. Yeah, so it's Match Zawa's old horse. Oh, okay. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Kind of going into. A little bit as something that I had in my notes before I started the show is that the NFR is up and running. So if you're getting to watch that. Oh yeah, every night. I probably probably should have been studying for my final this morning, but I, <laughs> I was watching the NFR last night. Yeah, it's weird. This is probably the longest I've gone without watching around. I mean, I watched a little bit around too, but I've been busy at work and I can't mooch off the Cowboy Channel with my parents because then it kicks them off. So yeah, no, it's definitely a good watch. Any specific contestant there that you know or just like watching? Yeah, I mean, the northern guy himself, Haven Medjid, he's mm-hmm. just kind of dominating the calf roping right now. Hasn't really looked out of control any, and I mean, we're only three rounds in. Tonight's round four, but I mean, he's going to, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to win him another gold buckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. World Champ himself. Fun fact, my cousin actually used to travel with Haven Medjit. Really? So, yeah, my cousin tried doing the, he still is doing the pro circuit and, yeah, hauled with Haven a few times. So, actually funny because the first, I think it was like the first or second year that he hauled with Haven. That was Haven's first year winning the world championship. So, I was (laughs) like, that's a small world and funny. You look on social media and he's like, congratulations to the world champ. And you see Haven back there trying to shave his face in the (laughs) backseat of a pickup. So, it's kind of a small world moment. But I see your knee must be doing well because you had a pretty extensive surgery this winter. Yeah. Yeah. October 10th, I uh, got surgery on my right knee. I tore my ACL, MCL, meniscus. And my PCL. Oof. And so we had to 
repair everything and I'm hoping to come back next semester and keep her open. Yeah, it sounds like you need it done. Like see, so you see that and I kind of look at myself. It's like, you know, I should probably get my the whole works done with my knee. Was this something that was just constantly a reoccurring injury or injuries that you just put off? Or was it that and just something just happened recently that you're like, all right, this needs to get fixed? Yeah, yeah. Um, it happened my senior year of high school, actually at state finals. I mean, I was having a good state finals. I won the average and it was short round. All I needed to do was rope my calf. And he kind of got his leg in behind mine and jumped and tore everything up. Mm. And so it kind of sucked, but I rehabbed and I wanted to rope at high school finals because, I mean, it was my senior mm-hmm. year. And uh, so I put it off. And then high school finals to into college was just a couple couple weeks, maybe a month. And I was like, well, I kind of want to do my freshman year at college rodeo. And so I put it off again. And then... I tore my meniscus this winter and I was like, ah, I probably should get some surgery on it. Mm-hmm. Got her fixed. Yeah. It, like I said, it reminds me a lot of my knee right now. Currently that's why I had to be done playing football, having myself a good, good fall camp and get out of bed one day. And I couldn't walk and Ugh. doctor takes a hold of my knee and runs it sideways, like a loose U joint. It's like, yeah, your knees like over 60% unstable. It's like, well, this is great to know, but Ugh. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I've, I had a surgery like once every other year. I mean, this is, I think this is the past two years, the first time I haven't had a surgery for like ever since I was like a sophomore in high school or something like that. So I just hear that. I'm like, you know, I should probably get mine checked out, which you're a lot smarter than me. I'm like, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But then again, you're also a collegiate athlete and I'm just kind of the old retired guy who (laughs) still talks about his glory years on a podcast. So, (laughs) but uh, you still on schedule to be ready to go this spring? Yeah, I should be. Um, I'm working with Kylie, our athletic trainer, mm-hmm. down there a bunch. And I mean, we're doing it and trying to get some strength built back up into it. And I think over Christmas break, it should be good. I'm going to try riding some horses and mm-hmm. see how it feels. And otherwise, I think I should be on track. Well, that works. Well, we're going to kind of segue into a thing we call here on the show called the quick draw. Son of a sand healer quick draw. It is a series of rapid fire questions that you just answer first thing that comes to your mind. Some of them are serious, most of them are not. So <laughs> if you're ready for that, we can get into that. Perfect. So, Sounds good to me. Well, as tradition, we always start with one of the most important questions here on the podcast, which is the top three cereals of choice. Ooh. My first has got to be Fruity Pebbles. Okay. Just I don't know why. I just love some Fruity Pebbles and then I think I'm going to go with some mini wheats to get, <laughs> get, get some energy in the morning and then probably frosted flakes. Okay. Sweet. Uh, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, it would be. Man, I got to go with steak. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, it's, sir. <laughs> beef, it's what's for dinner. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, be, steak has been a very a popular answer on the show as well. So keep that tradition rolling. If you were to play any other sport in college, it would be? Probably football. I I took a couple visits. I was thinking about trying to play football and rodeo at a couple schools like Dickinson. And, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it would be football. Kind of taking a pause from that since I'm a football nut, as you know. But 
Like, what position were you being looked at to play? They wanted me to play weak side linebacker. Okay. That's that's what I played in high school, and I mean, pretty good at it. I was all state, and I just think when I took my visits, I must have been with the linemen or something, because <laughs> they were all like 6'8", 340, and yep. I was just, you know, 5'10", 190, soaking <laughs> wet. <laughs> yeah. How big a school did you grow up with? Uh, We had 300 and some graduate with me. Okay. So, I mean, it was it was pretty good. We were double A for a while, and then they dropped us down to A. I guess I don't know the classes in North Dakota. Yeah, they double A is the biggest. Okay. And then A, then B, then I think there's class C. I don't know, though. Fair enough. I know Nebraska, we have A, B, C1, C2, and then we go to eight man, which is D1, D2. And then is my school that just got recognized by the state, which is six man. Oh, wow. D6, and yeah, that's the smallest of the small. They just released the teams that are the reclassifications for Nebraska, and yeah, I think there's going to be like 34 six-man teams, which when I played, there was like 15, 16. So every, the enrollment fluctuating is real. and But no, interesting. I didn't know that you were looked at to play college, some college ball. Yeah. But kind of resuming the quick draw, is there any like – life lessons you've learned throughout growing up do you kind of remember and want to tell other people man it just keep doing it like you know you hit that barrier like i mean in rodeo we have a thing that runs across the box and mm-hmm. it's called the barrier if you break it it's 10 seconds and i think you know just take your chance run at that barrier if if you break it you break it so what you know just just keep going keep keep fighting mm-hmm. awesome no, I'm glad you mentioned that because, I mean, a majority of people who listen to this podcast probably know what radio is, but then there's the few that are like, I'm not listening to a radio episode. Screw this. Give me back to basketball. So, no, that's a really good answer. As far as if you could do any event in rodeo other than tie-down roping, actually, no, I want to change that question. Uh, any, if you had to do any rough stock event, it oh, would be. I was going to say anyway, I would ride bulls. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to ride a bull so bad, but I get to the point like last year we were staying with Maddie Moody at one rodeo and her brother's Mason Moody. I mean, just dominating the PBR right now. And they said they'd run a couple bulls in for us if we'd get on them and ride them. And I was thinking about it the whole trip there. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a ride a bull. And then I got there and I was like, oh, yeah, let's not run them in. <laughs> I'm sure the knee will be fine. Yeah. But I think that it's a pretty good wrap-up for the quick draw. Again, Luke Mavity with us here from the BHSU Rodeo team. And kind of segueing into more of your personal life, just kind of describe how you grew up and kind of like what your folks did and how life was before BH. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. So my parents are both from Montana, kind of some smaller towns in Montana and and uh, they came over over to North Dakota with the oil. My my mom followed my dad over, and we stayed in town for a lot of a lot of my younger life. Uh, growing up in town, having to go out and ride our horses at a guy's place, we kept them, and then we eventually bought our own place out of town and built an arena. So I mean, we had the perfect setup to just practice all through high school, middle school, and then. Uh, that's about it. Got into high school, and I mean, I started rodeoing at a very young age. I was 
four when I picked up my first rope and probably three when I rode my first horse. So, I mean, it was, it's been all my life and I just love it. Are you kind of looking to do that more long-term after college? Yes. Your plan? Yeah. Yeah. I want to, um, go pro rodeo. I want to be a pro rodeo calf roper and that's kind of plan A. If I don't, I want to go, uh, med school for PT and then kind of get in with Justin sports med. It's the program that kind of follows rodeo and it's their kind of athletic trainers. If you were to say, if I don't be a pro rodeo calf roper, I want to, you know, still, still be involved with the rodeo as a athletic trainer for Justin sports med. Just do both. I mean, that's, that's, that's make a crap ton of money doing that and then spend it all on entry fees and travel. So you still get to go to them anyway. Right. So I think that'd be cool. Me, not necessarily a sports medicine, but just getting paid to go to rodeos and help out, pack up your stuff, go to the next one. I'd more do the, I always thought being a sound man or announcer for a radio would be kind of up my alley. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that'd be cool. People said I should be a radio clown. It's like, hey, I can't get my giant ass in a barrel, <laughs> first of all. And yeah, I don't know. There's, there's people. There's people better than me at that. Yeah, Justin Rumford can get in a barrel. <laughs> this is true. Also, a very large barrel too. Yeah, so. that is that is large barrel. Did I ever mention that uh, his dad was my older brother's rodeo coach at uh, Fort Hay State? No. Kansas? Really? Yeah. And old Bronk Rumford. Never thought I'd get a Bronk Rumford shout out here on the podcast, but here we are. Here we are. But again, another small world moment. Actually, we're going to talk about that because one thing that I think is really cool about rodeo is just the close-knit relationships you mm. meet with so many people. I mean... Yeah, it's still a competition and it's still you versus them. But even at the same respect, like people let you ride other their own horses and oh yeah, mount out and they would said they would give an arm and a leg for you to help you succeed. I just think that's super cool. Like you don't really get to see in any in fact you don't see in any other sport. No. So just kind of just because I've been around it, I never did the high school gig and of course I didn't do college as much as Nick Bjork wants me to, but uh, just kind of talking about the relationships that you've met with everyone throughout your time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, high school rodeo to college rodeo is a big step. Like, I mean, it isn't any sport, but I think rodeo is, I mean, it's way different. High school rodeo, you know, you're, I mean, North Dakota is different from South Dakota. North Dakota, you go to every rodeo, you, it's kind of a trailer race as mm -hmm. what they call it. And I mean, you're competing at every rodeo. So people don't really like mount out or help you out really at high school rodeo, but you get to a college rodeo and it's the only time in rodeo that you can have a team aspect behind your individual competition, mm -hmm. which is really cool. So, I mean, you got the whole team helping you out. You got people that aren't even in the event that are down there helping you, pushing your calf, helping you in the box. And it's really cool. And I mean, another aspect of that is you got people that'll, like you said, mount you out, give you their horse when yours is hurt or just, I mean, if you forget your rope or forget a string or something, they'll, they'll be right there with it, helping you out. Have you personally forgot your rope or your string? <laughs> I forgot my saddle at one rodeo, which, which is crazy, but you, you need a saddle to rope calves. Oh no. How was that opening up the tack room and you just be like, oh shit. Oh, man, <laughs> your, your heart drops so fast. It's, it's crazy. 
I'm assuming the parents were pretty happy with you then. No, they, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they weren't very happy. Assuming you probably haven't forgot your saddle since. No, haven't, haven't forgot the saddle. Definitely forgot a cowboy hat or a belt or <laughs> something like that, but you can, you can't do much without a saddle. Well, I think that will wrap up this episode. A little bit of a shorter episode. Of course, you're busy trying to get done with finals. And like you said, you were told me you're moving out of your apartment. And not apartment, but dorm. Yeah. But have you found a place to live next year? Um, I think I'm going to take over. There's a couple people leaving the off the rodeo team, graduating. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll take over their lease. Yeah, you got plenty to choose from. So. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, again, thank you, Luke, for coming on to the show. And it's been fun. I'm glad I finally got to have a rodeo episode out. And maybe I can get another one on here and invite you back sometime and have a special edition. I don't know. I have millions of ideas with this show, and I just got to actually do it. So, But nonetheless, thank you for coming on. It's been fun. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I know everybody loves what you're doing, especially the rodeo team, because like you said, we we don't get much coverage anywhere. I mean... There's a little bit in the newspaper, but we're still a team. We're still competing, and it's awesome to get some recognition. Awesome. Well, again, I really do appreciate that. It makes me feel a lot better for what I'm doing. So it, sometimes I think is it's even worth doing it. But, no, I definitely enjoy it. And like I said, I need to get more of you guys on, maybe get Coach Lamers on sometime just to kind of help the, help the PRs, I'd like to say. But <laughs> anyway... But I think that'll wrap up this episode. So again, Luke, thanks for coming into the studio. And also Merry Christmas. Christmas is coming up. So for those traveling around, make sure to tune into the podcast with this episode along with other episodes. Again, we're available on Spotify, Apple Music, and iHeartRadio. And with that, we'll see you guys in the next one. Y'all have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Son of a Sandhiller podcast. Join us again for more content about RMAC and D2 Midwest Athletics. The Son of a Sandhiller podcast is available across all podcast platforms. We look forward to you joining us again.